I'm Taylor. And welcome to Square Mile of Murder. We're back. Hi. It's been a minute. It's been a month. It's been a month. Oh, a of, month's of minutes. worth of minutes. Yes. Uh, hi. <laughs> uh, hope you're all doing well. As you can tell, the break has done nothing for us. We are still the- as completely mush-brained as ever. Absolutely. <laughs> No, um, it's been fine. It has been good. Yeah. You've 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 been to Amsterdam. I know I've been out of the country and returned in one piece. I uh, have not. <laughs> I actually haven't done anything exciting this month. I've slept quite a bit. You know, that sounds pretty exciting to me. It does. Yeah. Um, but we've had a good rest. Yeah. We're back. We're here whether you like it or not. Yeah, so ho- hopefully you're all with still. It. I mean, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you're all still with us. Yeah, but yeah. Thanks for hanging out while we took a little time off. Um, I think it's safe to say that like this may become a more regular thing in the future of taking a few weeks off here or there to 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 regroup. So. So we yeah. don't just like run ourselves into the ground because um, that's yeah. not fun for us and it's not fun for you. So, yeah. you know, uh, you might remember that last spring we did a month of like ghostly themed crimes, uh, which was prompted after a friend of the pod, Melissa, asked us if there are any crimes that were blamed on ghosts. And as you know from our Halloween extravaganzas, that we do love anything sort of creepy and mysterious and having to do with like folklore because it's fun, you know? Yeah, I love I love folklore. Yeah. So this month we're kind of going to do some of that and we're going to ease our way back into things with a month of... True crime adjacent mysteries, i.e. like, is it a crime? Is it a mystery? Is it a mixture of the two? I don't know. You don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. Um, so we're going to start that sort of string of episodes with the very very old and very, very mysterious story of the Green Children of Woolpit. So let's do it. So we're going all the way back to the 12th century and the small rural village of Woolpit in Suffolk, which is southeast England. (sighs) Like maybe an hour north of London. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So yeah, so one day in the 12th century, two small green children appeared in one of the wool pits. Oh. Yeah. Now, this story is said to have taken place sometime during the reign of King Stephen, which was from December 1135 to his death in October 1154. And... This is recorded during the 12th century by local abbot Ralph of Cog... Coggeshall? 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 We'll go with that. Yeah. 
so he wrote this, recorded this story in the 12th century and the monk William of Newborough recorded it in the early 13th century. Okay. Um, and what we know is kind of being pieced together from the two records. Mm-hmm. However, there are still some arguments about the veracity of the story of each version written Uh, but either way it has become a part of local folklore and mystified people for centuries 800 years (laughs) uh yeah so the name according to the wikipedia page for the village of wolpit comes from the old english word wolf pit spelled w u l f hyphen P-Y-T-T, which means a pit for trapping wolves. Yeah, it's actually nothing to do with wool or knitting or sheep. Yeah, it sounds like a a sheep thing, but alas. Yeah, I I thought, I honestly thought it was going to be like something to do with making wool. Yeah, yeah. But... (laughs) Apparently not. No. Um, And it was in one of these pits that the two children appeared one day. Uh, While there are proposals for their reintroduction to the country, wolves are considered extinct in the UK and have been for almost 500 years. But back in the 12th century, they roamed fairly freely and preyed on smaller animals and livestock, the aforementioned sheep. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now, Suffolk is quite a rural county, and back in the 12th century, it was densely populated and relied largely on agriculture, hence the need for trapping pits, and Woolpit clearly had many pits, because they named the town after that, so must have been their claim to fame. Yeah, and this is like a a rural village, which is like a couple of hundred people at most. Yeah. The generally agreed upon story goes that one day during harvest time, which is usually midsummer to mid-autumn in the UK, depending on the crops and the weather, um, two children were seen climbing out of one of these wolf pits in the village. When villagers saw the two children, a boy and a girl, climbing out of the pit, the first thing they noticed was that their skin was green. Now, we're not talking bright cartoon Martian green, but rather like a green tint. That's but that's a, better than what I was picturing. But a tint enough <laughs> for it to become like the defining characteristic of the two children. <laughs> you know, I think it's a bit like, you know how like jaundice can turn yeah. your skin yellow. Yellow, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I think it's that kind of colouring. So the monk and historian... Ralph of Coggeshall, as he is henceforth known, described them as, quote, The colour of their skin differed from all mortals of our habitable world. Now, all mortals, Ralph. That's, have you met every mortal? I know, I mean, frogs, they're mortal beings. Yeah, Ralph. Lizards. Snakes. Yeah. Fish, you get green fish, birds, birds. right? Mm. Ralph didn't get out much, I think. No, Ralph spent too much time in the monastery, I think. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. I mean, I just assume that all the monks are kind of pale and a bit sickly. Yeah, they had that funny haircut. 
that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. The children, presumed to be brother and sister, spoke a strange language that none of the locals recognised and could not speak any English, and their clothes were different to anything the locals had seen before. Uh, They were taken in by Sir Richard de Calne, who lived a few miles away from the village. To start with, the children would eat nothing except raw broad beans, refusing the food they were served in favour of foraging through the vegetable patch until they found the beans and just eating them straight off the stalks. I mean, maybe that's why they're green. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, if you eat excessive amounts of carrots, your skin will turn orange. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a documented fact. Mm-hmm. Maybe broad beans have the same effect. Do enough of them. Mm. Um, but after a few days, they did begin to try other foods, and over the following weeks, they adapted to like the same diet as the locals, and the green faded from their skin, mm. and they turned what has been described as a normal colour, which we're just going to assume means white. Yeah, in rural England in the uh, 1100s. I, I... In rural England in the current day, well, trust yeah, me. Well, yeah, that too, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the children were soon baptised, but the boy, who was the younger of the two, became sickly and died, sadly. Didn't get enough beans. No. Uh, I'm just going to float a theory, mm-hmm. just off the bat. Time travellers. That's it. No explanation. Just, that's my theory. Okay. So, uh, the girl, who is slightly older than her brother, eventually learned English and was able to tell the villagers where the pair had come from. She explained that they came from a place called St. Martin's Land, where the sun never shone. Everything was green, and their version of a bright day was what the rest of us would consider twilight or dusk. She could not fully explain how they came to be in one of the trapping pits, explaining that they were tending their father's flock of sheep when they heard an almighty great sound, which she likened to the church bells she had heard since arriving in Woolpit. Um, and the sound startled them and led, led them to shelter in a cave where they became lost, and the next thing the siblings knew, they were in the Woolpit, surrounded by villagers who were harvesting their crops. Yeah, I mean, okay, makes perfect sense. Yeah, sure. So the church, so Woolpit is near the city of Bury St. Almonds, Albans. Oh, St. Al, St. Almonds. <laughs> yeah, uh, St. Albans, which is I think known for having a big cathedral yeah. and has very big bells. Yes, um, the Gremlins, uh, family. Her grandfather was highly involved in. That church in St. Albans. Um, Cathedral, I guess, or something. Yeah. So I suppose if you've always lived in a rural place and never traveled outside of that and you hear cathedral bells, that could be kind of shocking. Like, there's no traffic. (laughs) You know, you've got horse and cart. Yeah. You know, you've not got lots of really loud sounds on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. No, Probably. Absolutely. So, you know, I could understand, like, cathedral bells. Be a bit, they'd be pretty loud. A bit shocking. Mm. 
Um, Scottish astronomer Duncan Lunnan carried out a great deal of research into Sir Richard de Calnay's family, and he concluded that the girl became known as Agnes, and she continued to live with Sir Richard de Calnay and integrated well into the local high society. Lunnan's research also concluded that Agnes married a royal official and archdeacon named Richard Barry, and some sources claim they had a child together. However, other sources vary on whether or not Richard, Richard Barry ever actually married and had children. So who Agnes and her brother really were, where they came from, whether or not they actually existed, has been debated for literally hundreds of years now. And there are a number of theories covering all kinds of angles. So we'll just look at a few of our favourites. Taylor's already floated her yeah, yeah. own one, which isn't covered in this list. So Good. Glad to be original. Mm -hmm. And we've covered the green broad beans. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jolly green giant theory. Yeah. So the first theory, kind of in the realm of the possible, if a little morbid, is that the children had been poisoned by their caregiver who wanted them, you know, dead so that they could claim some kind of inheritance. And arsenic poisoning, in some instances, can lead to skin having a greenish tint. Mm. Uh, which I didn't actually know. No, me neither. Like, we've covered a lot of poisoning cases. <laughs> yes. Because it's kind of become our thing. Yes. I've never actually read that. No, yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, arsenic could can give your skin like a, a greenish tint. Yeah. I mean, this assumes that the kids are orphans. Yeah. And someone is looking after them thinking, oh, well, if I off them, that's a, that's okay. a nice inheritance. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, they've then discovered, oh, there's nothing there, they might have just abandoned them mm -hmm. on, I mean, the... Various sources kind of suggest the Norfolk Suffolk county border. Mm. Um, Norfolk is north of Suffolk. <laughs> yes. The these theories suggest that they could have been abandoned on the county border. You know, when their caregiver, you know, thought, "Oh, wait, I have nothing to gain from their death, so I'm going to abandon them," mm -hmm. and then they could have just wandered. Uh, it was expected that they would have died from this poisoning. They didn't. Well, obviously the boy did. Yeah. But, you know, they just wandered and at some point wandered into the pits. Mm -hmm. With, you know, proper care and food, Agnes recovered, but her brother didn't. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, the border's not that close. Yeah. To wool pit. Yeah. It's not like a couple of miles away. It's a quite a trek on foot. Mm -hmm. So I mean it's possible, but I don't really think yeah. it's likely. Yeah. Also, not enough weird shit in that theory for me. Yeah. Not crazy enough. No, and like if you're expecting them, if you're trying to poison someone to get their inheritance, why would you then abandon them to, for them to die in the wild? Yeah. Just because that deal with it. Yeah. And like, then you, you can't prove that they're dead. Like, I mean, 
I don't know. It, it, it just seems off to me. Well, like, even if you're like, oh, well, there's no inheritance, just just wait till they're dead and then be like, well, yeah, they're children. Exactly. The children in like 1130-something. Yeah. Childhood mortality up until 100 years ago was very high yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I just think it's weird. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, and it also doesn't explain the language. No. Or the clothes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so on a similar note, a second theory posits that they were suffering from a type of anemia known as chlorosis or the green sickness. Hmm. As this is a type of iron deficiency which develops from malnutrition and cause, causes the skin to turn green. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> uh, so chlorosis can be fatal, but it can also be treated and patients can make a full recovery if they are given a healthy diet rich in iron. And once recovered, the green tint disappears from the skin. So... More modern theories have posited that this is what was really happening mm -hmm. to the children. Although, again, it doesn't explain where they came from originally, what language they were speaking, how they ended up like in Woolpit, where were the parents or guardians or whoever. Mm -hmm. but, but I just looked it up. Broad beans are a, a good source of iron. So maybe they were like craving them because they were iron rich foods. Maybe. So maybe the green had nothing to do with the beans whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. It's the beans that cured the green. I don't know. That that slogan's not gonna catch on. Damn it. Uh I mean if if you're gonna go about things logically. Yeah. You know, rationally. Yeah. Which we're not big fans of. No, no. This this is quite a sensible theory. Yeah. Like if this if we were yeah, rational people, which it's quite clear to everyone at this point that we are not. Um this would be the theory. This would be the yeah. this is the answer. And yeah. and the weird clothes and strange language and not being like any other mortals is just shit that got added on over the years. Or it could be that they are like children of of migrants, yeah, who settled in in this part of England. They could have had this deficiency because whatever food they were used to, um, like. In their home country or their parents' home country, they can't you couldn't get in yeah. England at this point. Yeah. And so they hadn't like found a replacement. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, they just didn't have enough iron rich food. Or But yeah. I think like if you wanna be boring about it, that's your theory. Yeah. But that's not what we're here for. If you for. wanna be fun, yeah. Stick around. We've got something coming up for you. Yeah. Um, now the third theory is that the siblings were the children of Flemish immigrants the 12th century saw a large migration of Flemish people to England and Ireland from the historic region of Flanders which encompasses parts of modern day Belgium and the Netherlands I think so was it 
in February, we released the Alice Kaitala episode, which was originally like an upper Patreon yeah, yeah. tier. Yeah. I think we actually talked a bit about like uh, Flanders. Flanders and Flemish immigration yes. in that episode. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, if you want to go back and and learn about that. Cause yeah. We actually recorded that last year, so we've forgotten. It's been, yeah, it's been a minute. I thought, <laughs> There's no point putting it in the script because everyone heard about it a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, so... King Stephen's reign was characterized by a civil war in England known as the Anarchy. I love that. I'd never heard of that. I love that. (laughs) Um, And this, the Anarchy, was between himself and his cousin, Empress Matilda, who was the daughter of King Stephen's predecessor, King Henry I. When Stephen died in 1154, he had been unable to secure his son as his successor, and Empress Matilda's son took the throne, becoming Henry II. When Henry II took the throne, he began to persecute the Flemish migrants who had settled in England. Um, This theory posits that the children were actually found during Henry II's reign and that their parents had been killed during the Battle of Fornham in 1173 which saw many Flemish migrants killed. Fornham was just north of Woolpit, and many Flemish fullers... What's that? Yeah. I knew you were going to ask that. I've forgotten. (laughs) Oh, metalwork. Hmm. A weapon. Oh, it's got all kinds of... Hang on, let's just go to... The rise and fall of the medieval Flemish cloth industry? That's what comes up when I Google Flemish fullers. Oh, who knows anymore? <laughs> Flemish fullers. Ah. Oh, yeah, cloth, woolen cloth making. Yeah. Uh, which would make sense because uh, Suffolk was, like, really, was reliant on agriculture. Yeah. So... I presume there's a lot of sheep involved in that. Well, if they're trying to trap all the wolves, you might imagine. Mm, I mean, I don't know. Would wolves go up against a cow? Mm, they're pretty big. They're pretty big. Both wolves and cows. Yeah. So, but yeah. Interesting. If they're trapping wolves to keep them away from sheep, it would make sense that there was a lot of, like... Cloth like say, trades. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Um... Yes, so, that digression aside, many Flemish fullers uh, settled uh, in the area during the 12th century, and it would also explain the foreign language that the children were speaking, Um, as well as agriculture. This area of Suffolk had many mines at the time, so the children could have hidden in a mine entrance, become lost in the tunnels for days, and eventually come out in the in the forest near the village, which would explain the lack of daylight, and then hidden hidden in the trapping pit to rest. I mean, this does make sense. Yeah. Okay, so the timing's out by, like, 20-odd years. Yeah. But it does make a lot of sense. And if, you, if they've been in mines and in tunnels, you get very dirty. Yes, yeah. Especially depending what they're mining. Yep. 
um, which could have been a combination of all sorts. Mm-hmm. Like if you've been, like I know if you've like worked in the mines for like all your life, like your skin does become, like it does take on like a cold, like if you're in a coal mine, you're covered in coal dust, it's difficult to wash out yeah. completely. Yeah. But even if you were in there for a few days, you got covered in dust, it could take, you know, we don't have running, we don't have indoor showers at this <laughs> point, do they? No. It could take a few days to get clean. Yeah. I mean, like this this is this is before the Black Death, before the plague. Europeans weren't keen on washing. No, they didn't like that shit. Especially Christians. Yeah. And um, and these kids are like hanging out in the garden for the first yeah. X amount of time, eating all the beans, so like they're not they're not getting that clean that quick. No. So yeah, I think this one does kind of make sense, but there was like a lot of Flemish migrants settled in this area. Uh-huh. So even if the locals couldn't speak Flemish, you would have thought they'd maybe recognize it. Yeah. Whereas all the stories about these children, the, the language is described as being something that is so completely... Strange, like so far yeah. removed from anything the locals could recognize or know. Mm-hmm. And especially since they're sent to live with Sir Sir Richard uh, de Calney. Uh-huh. You know, if you're a sir, you are generally highly educated and upper like upper class, especially back in this time period. Yeah. Before you could, you know, buy a title. Um like you can just buy lord or lady titles on the internet now <laughs> yes that's not my dig at like the political system of being able to buy a seat in the house of lords which you can do no like you can but, literally go to like lordandlady.com and i don't yeah. know if that's a thing it's probably that's probably a porn site let's be real but like <laughs> <laughs> but no but like back in the day like the aristocracy they were highly educated yeah yeah Compared to, you know, the peasants. Yeah. So, and um, English English wasn't even the dominant language at this point everywhere. Yeah. Because we're only a hundred years from uh, William the Conqueror and the Battle of Hastings. Yeah. Which was the Normans. So you've got French. <laughs> and it wasn't until the 14th, was it 14th or 15th century that English actually became the language of the courts in England. Until then, it was French. Yeah. So there's a lot of languages knocking about. Yeah. We're not that far removed at this point from the Roman Empire either. No. So you'll have, like, Latin-based languages. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, a lot of languages floating around. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people speaking different stuff, you know? And like all the regional languages as well mm-hmm. would still have been much more common. Um yeah, common and more more widely spoken. Yeah. So I don't know, but maybe because it was only the like the twelfth century when Flemish migration became a big thing. Uh-huh. Maybe some of the locals didn't. Or most of the locals maybe weren't familiar with it, but yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. It like so it, it, it's it's very logical. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. That's the word you're looking for. Yeah, 
Yeah, boring was what I wanted to say. <laughs> uh, so the final theory, and my personal favourite, is that the children were actually extraterrestrial beings yep. from a foreign... foreign? <laughs> from another planet. <laughs> All those foreign planets, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I've been waiting for this. I mean, it, it is like 10 o'clock at night. Yes, it is. It, it's too late for either of us to have caffeine, so... Yes. I mean, this is what you're going to get. So yeah, from like a, 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 a far-off unknown planet. Uh-huh. And this theory has actually become more and more popular in modern times. It wasn't even hypothesized until the 17th century. That makes sense. <laughs> mm. Which like, makes sense. That was when science happened <laughs> became a big thing <laughs> caught on like well well saying that like all the ancient well yeah. civilizations had yes. you know like the greeks the egyptians the romans they all had their version of astrology yes i mean they also believed in astronomy other way around yeah <laughs> well no no right they all have their. They all actually have their own version of astronomy. Like there's Egyptian, the Egyptian zodiac and things like that, and they all heavily believed in that. But they did also have astronomy. Yes, but you've just said astronomy twice. I confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the English right, weren't all, up on right. the science until later. <laughs> yeah, basically. People have always liked looking at the stars and assigning different meanings to yes. it. It just wasn't, it was just a long time before we actually started to learn more about Yes, it. true. Very true. Astronomy. Astronomy, <laughs> astrology. No, which, which, which is the real? <laughs> which is the real science one? Astronomy. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. So, this theory... <laughs> was hypothesized originally in the 17th century which is when astronomy was kind of becoming a thing there you go i think yeah we you did it we did it we got there um yeah so the theory goes that the children belonging belong to an alien species and this could explain the green tint to their skin Mm -hmm. the unusual clothes a foreign language a preference for raw beans straight from the garden perhaps Mm -hmm. You know, this twilight world, pretty much everything about them could be explained as aliens. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Really am. Yeah. Uh, so this theory was, uh, this theory is favoured by Duncan Lunnan, who researched Sir Richard de Calne's family and determined the girl became known as Agnes and married Richard Barry. Uh, Duncan Lunnan theorised that the children came from a planet beyond our galaxy which could support life similar to human beings. And this planet's distance from and orbit around its sun was what led to this like twilight mm-hmm. and a permanent dark... Dusk, well, yeah. Dusk, yeah, permanent dusk-like conditions yeah. that Agnes described. Uh, so Lennon believed that the children were somehow transported to Woolpit and that their colouring could be due to their diet on their home planet, which possibly included genetically modified vegetables. Yeah. Uh, so when is this this guy, <gasps> Duncan Lennon, like, when is he alive? 
now. Oh, okay. Like he he was writing like when we were kids. Okay, like cool. this theory is from like the mid nineties. Okay, that's what I was curious about. I think it's I think ninety seven. Okay, so yeah, seems legit. Uh, the, like to be fair, the Green Children of Woolpit sounds like an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> kind and of, does, that's yeah. what this theory is. This is an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. So, you know. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean it it, it has everything, doesn't yeah. it? Like you say, it it's it's an episode of Doctor Who. It it's it's classic like folklore, like these weird beings from another place and like it it but it wraps everything up in a very, very neat bow. Yes. And so the girl Agnes, she eventually learned to speak English and said they were from a place called Saint Martin's Land. Uh-huh. Like, if this is a completely alien species way outside of our <laughs> um galaxy, yeah. are they going to have the same saints that we have here? No. This is this this is my problem with it. Unless they're time travelers from some far distant future where the earth has fallen out of orbit uh and so it's like just that bit further away from the sun and so it's twilight a lot and but they still have the same like saints and shit but language has evolved to such a point and yeah they eat a lot of spinach or some shit and yeah, so then they came back all Outlander style, and the the like the pits were where the magic, you know, stones. It's just a magic, yeah, pit. magic wool pit, <laughs> like uh, a magic wool, well, a wool portal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then they showed up, and they were like, "Hey, I'm not buying it. I am." That's that's I, my theory. No, I did just do a quick Google. There is a place called Saint Martin's. Uh-huh. It is a Caribbean island. Oh yeah, it is half Dutch, half French. Ah, yep. Seems legit. But you won't be green. I mean, if they'd been on a boat for a really long time, they were just that seasick. Mm. Maybe. So, French French was commonly spoken at this point in England, I believe. Dutch, less so. Yeah. Um. Also, you've got Flemish and Dutch Flemish as well. Yeah. So. So they could, but also this is long before col- like European colonization of everywhere. Yeah. So. It's not like they would have been the children of colonizers who, for whatever reason, came back to Europe. So, I don't buy that it's time travel. I'm sorry. (sighs) It's like aliens and yetis again, isn't it? Well, maybe they're yetis. No, I don't think they're yetis. Green yetis. Green... Although the pits were to trap wolves, would yetis be susceptible? Yes. 
Definitely. No. Yes. I like I like the alien theory, but that's because I like alien theories. Yeah. And I like the most stupid theory I can come up with. So time travel. Time travel in yetis. Yeah, obviously. Um so yeah, I like I like the alien theory. Um this area of the UK actually is the location of Britain's Roswell incident. Mm-hmm. Which you never know might come up in a future episode. There we go. Like next week. <laughs> Sounds fun. Did I say that out loud? It was supposed to be a surprise. Well, I can cut it out if you want. Yeah, I think you okay. should. Yeah. So yeah. Just after I said Roswell incident, just cut everything okay. else out. I'm gonna leave it all in now, you know. Okay, cool. <laughs> Love it. No. Um but yeah, I, I like I, I like an alien no, theory. They're fun. Hmm. Um so whether they were aliens or time travelers or yetis or just dirty children. He'd been playing in the yeah. mines. <laughs> uh, regardless of the truth behind the story of the green children of Woolpit, they have become part of local folklore, influencing artists and writers, and possibly even inspiring the folktale The Babes in the Wood. And the black metal sign at the entrance to the village depicts the two children in green. I love that. I think that's really yeah, cool. I, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, I think um, the Wikipedia page for... It's either the village of Woolpit or the green children of Woolpit, both of which are linked in the episode notes. Uh, one of those pages does have like a photo of the... The village sign, I think, is so cool. Oh yeah, it's the it's the children's page. Mm. Yeah, that's quite cool. That's a very cool sign. I like that. Yeah. <sighs> um. So yeah, I mean, we we do love a bit of folklore. Mm-hmm. Uh. We we've covered. I had I had notes for for our discussion bit, but I think we've covered it. Yeah. I. You know, my my only alternative theory was that these children were orphans. They were children of, of migrants, which is why they spoke foreign language. And they'd excessively eaten beans, which had turned them green. Yeah. The same way excessive carrot eating turns you orange. Yeah. That that was my, my, like, reasonable explanation. We don't do those here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, right... So this is very relevant for Glasgow as well, right? So I have a friend who I love dearly, who is as mad as I am, and then some, who once decided if his life didn't work, like if things didn't work out in life, he was going to drink enough iron brew that his skin turned orange, and then I would become his manager slash slash agent. And we would travel around as like a sideshow mm. kind of freak show kind of thing, and I would he would just be exhibited as that orange iron brew yeah. man. Yeah, okay. Um So I don't know if iron brew turns your skin orange the same way carrots do. I mean it's made from steel, it probably does. <laughs> 
Made from girders. So. Iron girders. Oh, yeah. Iron, not steel. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We make steel from iron. I was just going that one extra step. (laughs) Uh, Hey, sounds like a good life plan. Worked out for these kids. I mean, one of them. One of them, not so much. But, you know, the other one. The other one. She did okay. Yeah, immortalized as a green child. Right? Shit. What more could you ask for? I mean, we we weren't that successful as kids, so we were going to be, like, immortalized. definitely not. I mean, maybe immortalized as that that little shit down the road, but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) But we've now covered, so we've got green children of Woolpit. We had the blue men of the Minch. yes. In yes. the Flannan Isles yes. lighthouse. Yes. So green, blue, we're gonna have to come up with another colour. Uh yeah. We need a. we need all the the primary colour mysteries. I mean I green isn't a primary colour, is it? No. Yeah. It's a secondary yeah. colour. We need red yeah. and yellow. I mean, I'm, I'm sure and orange and purple. I'm sure there's some of those. I mean, orange, orange, is is very easy to do. Why fake town? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was like pumpkins. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, right. So a few years ago, I saw this show on. It was on Netflix. It's not on UK Netflix anymore. It very much upset me. It's called Strange and Unusual Deaths. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, and it's it's literally. That. What? <laughs> Um, and one of them was a guy who became convinced that eating carrots, and when I say eating carrots, I mean hundreds of carrots a day, was the key to eternal youth or everlasting life or immortality, something along those lines. Uh Um, everyone told him to stop. His doctors were like, you will poison yourself and you will die. He turned bright orange. And eventually he died of uh, because it's I think it's vitamin A yeah. in carrots yeah. that you can overdose yeah. on, and if you eat too much, it just poisons your liver, and then your liver packs up and you ha- end up with multiple organ failure and heart attack and die. Yikes! And that's what happened to this guy, but he he was just bright orange. Sucks. So yeah. So we got orange. We're done with that. Just need. Yeah. Red and yellow and other colors. So if you have some colorful mysteries, send them our way. I'm still convinced it's aliens. Yeah. I think that's a good explanation. Mm. Time traveling Yeti aliens? Then you're speaking my language. But, you know, <laughs> you can't win them all, right? Uh... So uh, uh, let us know what you think, because we'd love to find yes. out. I mean... You know, may- maybe you're a doctor who specializes in uh, chlorosis. Maybe you're a... And can tell us. <laughs> maybe you're a doctor who who specializes in... I'll just go. <laughs> just gonna go. Um. So yeah, let us know what you think. And, you know... Uh, please tell us, is it aliens or time travelers? Y'all better tell us this time. 
because I'm still so sad that none of our patrons voted on Yetis versus Aliens. All those, <laughs> um, those many months ago. The reference to Yetis will become clear next week. <laughs> okay. Be on the lookout. Well, we'll explain, we'll explain at the end of next week's show. It will make sense. Yes. Perfect. All will be revealed. Hi. We've come mm -hmm. back with many mysteries for you. Um, so, yeah. If you like the show, uh, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast app of choice, especially Apple Podcasts, and subscribe uh, so you never miss one of our new delightful episodes. Obviously, <laughs> you don't want to miss this. Um. And if you want to get some cool Square Mile merch, we do have a selection of products with some cool new designs, and you can find those at squaremileofmurder.store, or you can click the link in our show notes. It's also on our website. It's places you'll find it. You're smart. Go for it. And um, if you want to keep up with this madness, our newsletter will go out this Friday if you're listening on the day of release. So there'll be a link in the show notes to yep. sign up. Um, we usually share it on a link to it on social media as well. So, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, keep up with the insanity. Uh, if you'd like to help us cover the costs of making the podcast and <laughs> invest in this insanity for the future, yeah. uh, you can join our Patreon page. Tiers start at just £1 a month. Every patron gets regular episodes one day early, a shout-out on the show, priority case requests, and a lifetime discount on merch. And that's just for £1 a month. As tiers go up, you get even more, including bonus episodes and exclusive stationery that you can't buy anywhere. Yep. So check that out at patreon.com forward slash square mile of murder. Links are in all the usual places. Uh, we will be back next week, yeah, with some more madness. Yeah. The, we'll explain yetis <laughs> and aliens we will explain it next week i promise uh yeah so we will see yeah. you all then what if it's just one of those things we just never explain we just keep saying no i think we have to now keep saying no, we're we... gonna explain it and just never do it no we have to because we're nice <sighs> Fine. okay and because i've made a note in next week's okay. script to explain so we can't okay. forget fair enough okay so we'll see you okay. all then Bye, guys. Bye.